Welcome to I'm Anxious About, a podcast where two friends commiserate about our respective anxieties on a new topic each week. I'm Christopher Mitchell. And I'm Allison Green. And today we are anxious about daylight savings time. Yes. Daylight savings time. I wonder how many people saw this on the feed and they're like, really? (laughs) I think a lot more people than you think. I feel like it's pretty universally accepted that daylight savings time is trash. And like by that, I mean falling back is trash. I want it to always be daylight savings time, like summertime. I think it's I just, I don't know. I love the long days. I have insomnia a lot. So like the sun being up in the morning is essentially meaningless to me. And (laughs) I really need that extra little bit of sunlight at the end of the day to squeeze out like any remaining vitamin D and productivity and happiness that I really start to miss uh, as fall and winter start to, you know, Days are getting shorter anyway. Like, why do you also have to, like, kick me while I'm down, you know? Yeah, we'll get into all this stuff in more depth. I agree. I think also I I can remember as a kid not even remembering this. You know, like, what I mean to say really is, like, it was not something terribly notable to me when I was younger. I think I was just, like, probably just rambunctious no matter what, to be perfectly (laughs) frank. But... I can't ever remember being like, oh, no, it's falling back. I just remember being like, I'm going to play hockey soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now I think as I get older, I'm like, I'm more vulnerable and like susceptible. So Yeah, because you really have no concept of like time when you're a kid because everything is sort of like set up for you. So you're following like everyone else's schedule anyway. When you're self-directed, it's really hard. And I remember as a kid feeling like, spring forward and fall back were like isolated one day events and had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with the general sunset and sunrise time. I was just like, oh, okay, I get one less hour of sleep during spring forward, evil. And then like (laughs) one more hour of sleep on fall back, excellent. And like didn't think about, you know, what that actually meant because, you know, I don't know. It's just like it was winter. I wouldn't be playing outside at that time very much anyway. And I would just be doing homework. I wouldn't really notice too much. And, but now that I'm like self-directed, it's a lot, it's a lot harder. I think, I, I think also probably I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding like I'm, I don't know, a horribly old and depressed person. But like, <laughs> I think I had more light inside myself <laughs> as a kid. Like I was just like, I was literally like the sun. You know what I mean? Like it could have been dark for 312 days straight. And I still would have been bouncing off the walls and smiling. You know what I mean? Like I just, there was nothing that was like going to stop me at that point. Like I think if you had met me when I was 11 years old, probably not going to stop me even if you tried to tape me to a chair. I think I would have just backed away slowly from you if I met you at 11 years old. Oh, I think I think there's probably large large portions of my life where that would have been a <laughs> smart idea. Um, Brie often jokes that like, she's like, I think if I met you 
earlier in life, like we probably wouldn't be married. <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah. And I was like, I think I was like, I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, all joking aside, I, I was um, I wasn't all horrible. You know, I, ha- I had my bright spots, too. But I was no question one energy filled child. And I think part of myself, like, again, I don't want to go too far into the episode before we, we back up and do our check ins and all that stuff. But I do think that there is a part of myself that like, I get upset when I don't have energy reserves. Like when I'm tired, I'm like, I'm like legitimately frustrated with myself. Yeah. And so I think that's part of the whole daily savings time thing for me is that there is a large part of me that just like when we fall back, I want to be like, well, of course, that's not going to affect me at all because I'm just going to will myself, <laughs> you know, to not be affected. And now there's no doubt that it, it does definitely affect me. So we'll, we'll talk about all that in more depth. And, and I think at the end of the day, it's still actually a better thing to openly recognize than to just pretend is not happening. So yeah. That's um that 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 can perhaps be a motto of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably best to recognize what's actually going on instead of trying to bury it like a bone yeah. yes. in the backyard and you're a dog and not a serial killer. I feel like I need to make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was wondering where you were taking that. But uh, just I guess another thing to highlight for new listeners that Allison is not, according to her, a serial killer. <laughs> no. I'm just morbidly fascinated by them and watch a lot of documentaries about them. But that's normal, right? You're not really helping your case here, Allison. <laughs> oh, I just dear. idolize and revere all of them, okay? <laughs> oh, I just have posters of them all over my room, okay? It's not a big deal. I just not have really. jailhouse correspondences with like 17 different ones, okay? Don't I worry like writing about letters, it. okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> that was fantastic. But let us uh, back up a little bit, and I will ask you, on a scale of 1 to watching the clock, go back from 1.59 a.m. to 1 a.m. Where are you at? I've never seen that happen in real life. Like, I've never watched the clock, you know, just, like, jump. But it's a horrible situation. It's really unfair. I hate it. And so... That being a 10, I would say that I'm about a three. I'm not so anxious today. I just feel like things are just resolving in a great way. Like, obviously, Trump lost the election, which I am absolutely gleeful about. And just like watching, really? shocks me. yeah, You're just watching, pretty, uh... <laughs> watching his uh, fall from grace and just the utter ineptitude of everything that has happened has just filled me with schadenfreude or should I say bidenfreude (laughs) (laughs) but I'm really happy about his his loss and uh, more importantly just the path forward and so I'm sort of allowing myself to celebrate that I'm also on a personal level I'm really happy because uh, my dog had his surgery on Thursday and the surgery went pretty much as well as it possibly could have. They removed his spleen and a giant mass on it, two kilos. He lost two kilos in that surgery alone. Wow. Yeah, it was that. Because they had to take out the the spleen as well, the organ, because um, you don't actually need that. And um, it was like, you know, it was easier to just remove it than to like try to take off the mass. But yeah, that just gives you a sense of like how how much it had grown. 
And he's doing super, super well. Like he was really out of it the first day we got him back, obviously. But ever since then, he's been in a fantastic mood. And he's honestly acting now after the surgery, like way better than he was in the days leading up to it, which just lets me know that like we did the right thing for him. And, you know, we still don't know the full prognosis, like we're still waiting on some biopsy results. But um, at least I know that like, because our worry with doing the surgery was like, are we just drawing out like, the inevitable, so to Exactly, speak. and, like, putting him through, like, pain and suffering just because we can't let go. Mm. And that was kind of my worry uh, going into the surgery was, like, you know, are we just, like, you know, playing God too much and, like, you know, not being able to, like, let him go and prolonging suffering? But it seems like we've actually alleviated a lot of suffering, and he's, like, in a great mood. He has a lot of energy, a lot of appetite. He's super happy. So I'm feeling really positive about that. Um, but yeah, I just have a little bit of just, you know, background anxiety, just mostly because of, you know, the short days, winter, impending, impending blackness yeah. constantly and, you know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, obviously, I have been fortunate to be able to be in the position when you shared all this kind of stuff to say, that's wonderful. And I get to speak on behalf of all listeners and people in our group and everything like that, I know we collectively are thrilled. And thanks for sharing those updates in the group as well. If anyone's a new listener, we do have a Facebook group we're anxious about. Yeah, we try and keep it a positive space. So I think it's been nice uh, to see some hearts flying around in that group um, when you shared some photos and stuff like that. But obviously, thrilled for the little guy. Me too. How about you, Chris? How are you doing on a scale of watching the clock roll back from... 159 to one, ushering in months of doom. (laughs) Yeah. So the first thing I want to say is I used to really like to watch the clocks roll back. And that was because I had a pension for masochist. No, I had a pension for partying and I used to really (laughs) adore. I used to love that moment when it was like one, like 159, just kidding, extra hour, you know, like, and cheers to that. Uh, I think that was, uh, that was, uh, (laughs) that was fun. Um, And then I think, I think if you look at it through a very narrow lens, the idea of getting an extra hour of sleep was exciting. But now I understand the connotations, which is like, you're trading an extra hour of sleep for like, three weeks of confusion afterwards um and then of course there is the the the, um not necessarily the connotations but the the implication of the really that yeah the ramifications really it's a it's a marker of what's to come which is winter i think often for people who can suffer you know mental health challenges i think it's not a coincidence that winter is a difficult time and also not a coincidence that nations which have more darkness etc also have a high propensity towards depression etc i learned that when i lived in norway that uh, when it got dark at three in the afternoon i quickly understood why you know death metal was popular and (laughs) alcohol had to be you know closely controlled can i interrupt you with something interesting about norway though Um, I read a study about how seasonal affective disorder is worse in the southern parts of Norway, like Oslo, than in the northern parts of Norway, where it's actually literally dark for like three months of the year with no sun. Um, In places like Tromsø and north of the Arctic Circle, there's less 
seasonal depression than in Oslo and southern Norway. And why is that? They believe it's because people sort of create sort of traditions and customs to sort of bring light into their day and they're more active. And Hmm. so they'll do things like cross-country ski into town and go to a cozy lit cafe and have coffee with all their friends. And it just is more of like a social time there's like it's like a specific time of the year where they really celebrate it and I was there in February this year and you know even though the days were super short it didn't have any sort of sort of miserable feel to it you know people were Mm -hmm. really cheerful and it was all decorated kind of cozy and the kind of stuff that just makes you want to like have a sweater and drink something warm and it just had a feeling of coziness to it that they really seemed to have gotten down whereas feel like if you're in like a big city like Oslo, you might just kind of get bogged down by the change and not really have some like coziness to compensate with. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And no, I think Oslo has a bit of that too. Like that's where I learned the expression, uh, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. Mm-hmm. And there's the the whole idea like in kindergarten, you spend half the day outside and all that kind of stuff, which is like it really hardens you to the to the elements. And I think I could be mistaken, but in Scandinavia – I'm fairly sure the whole move towards making the houses colorful, like the reds, the yellows, the blues, the primary colors, was actually to combat some of the seasonal affective disorder and things uh-huh. like that and, and, and provide some color to the landscape during winter. Um, Interesting. Which I think has permeated that whole region. But anyways, And they're also um, great for Instagram. Exactly, right? So um, but what's I think, your, Sorry I, for the total interruption. What no, I should just say that if, 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 if any new listeners or whatever, we are both travel writers. I apologize. Yeah. Um, when I was in Norway. Oh, when I was in Norway. <laughs> oh, you did you go to the north, Chris? Were you in Tromsø? And I know it's pronounced Tromsø because there's a little dash on the O. <laughs> yes. Very good place to see the northern lights. Um, anyways, I will uh, we'll back it up and we offer our apologies um yeah i'm probably anxiety wise probably the same as usual which is like that background two or three i've gotten better as of late just in episodes to actually identify how anxious i am it's really not the anxiety i'm feeling really it's just more the just more the like a bit of that um touch of i don't know if it's depression but just like a little bit like lethargy you know what i mean yeah. like it's and it, it's just i think it really has to do with the daylight savings time yeah. partially to be honest with you dst hangover I really do think it's a DST hangover, but not terribly bad or anything like that. I think also like when I feel a little bit like lethargic, like I have a propensity to just ramp up everything I'm doing and put more and more on my plate. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to be careful of that because I'm kind of already at capacity. So like, I don't really want to be adding a whole bunch of stuff to my plate to try and battle seasonal affective disorder or whatever. I'm just like, it, it makes more sense for me to just like slowly and tactfully take on the things I can each day get outside as much as I can and get exercise and all that stuff. So probably a three or so to, yeah, that's kind of where, where I am at. Um, not too anxious, but a little bit of other stuff going on, but that's, uh, that's all right. That's normal. That's where we're at. I'm, I, I have a good feeling uh, other people are kind of feeling that as well, but obviously if we can put things in perspective, uh, last week went better than it could have. So we'll yes. celebrate that, right? I mean, yes. we can't, cannot uh, leave that out of the discussion. No, no, we cannot. And I think no. a lot of people have a lot less anxiety this week than last week, just knowing that that big sort of question mark that's been looming over our heads for four years has been resolved. 
and uh, I don't know, hopefully a return to some status quo even would be lovely. I would like, <laughs> perhaps <laughs> don't even perchance. sweeping change. Just status quo sounds absolutely delightful right now. So, um, sure. so yeah, so I think um, we can all feel good about that. And if you can't, you can get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> On that lovely note, uh, I wanted to move to a lovely transition where I just quickly mentioned before we get started that we got a couple of new five-star reviews uh, for our podcast in the last week or so. So thank you to those individuals uh, who took the time. If you haven't taken the time yet and you do like what we're all about and listening to us, just uh, kindly take like 10 seconds and give us a five-star review. It makes a big difference for us. And our egos. And our egos. (laughs) That's right. We We need to keep that just that little shred of narcissism to make sure this podcast continues to be good. You know, we got Oh yeah. No, because you have to be a slight bit of a narcissist to be able to at least edit your own podcast because otherwise you would just like, you would just recoil from the sound of your own voice and we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Now (laughs) we've really, we've really propped up and celebrated that, that little bit of narcissism. So Good, you know, good for us. We're making progress. Indeed. So let's discuss the topic at hand, which is daylight savings time. And Chris, what is your central anxiety around daylight savings time? Like, why does it give you the jitters? So I think I should speak firstly just to, to this year in general. And just I think some of the anxiety I have around it this year in particular is that I'm reliant on the outdoors quite a bit um, to get exercise, to um, make sure that I'm kind of staying a little bit active and, and all of that kind of stuff. And so it's um, it's a bit daunting to know that I have to fit that in before five o'clock if I want to see the sun. Yeah. And I'm trying to be proactive about that. And sometimes I go for a walk at like two o'clock or whatever, but there's also a lot of stuff that has to get done. And so it can be pretty daunting. I think the, you know, that's probably my, my central anxiety at the moment around around daylight savings time is the, I guess also knowing that the days are getting shorter as we speak, I feel like has a, an even more pronounced effect on my psyche because we're not at the point of the year yet where the days are getting longer again. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like the effect is compounding. And I actually really didn't even think about that until right now, but I do think I think about winter and daylight savings time in a different way when the days are getting shorter as opposed to when the days are getting longer, because it's almost like I'm going deeper into the cavern as opposed to emerging from the cavern. Um, And so I think that's, that would be my current central anxiety, if that makes sense. And I'm sure you can riff on that a little bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, mine is exactly the same way. Like, I have a love hate relationship with fall, like, mostly hate, though, because the love is like, (laughs) oh, like pretty fall leaves. I like those colors. And then hate is like, fuck, I'm cold. What do I wear when I'm cold? Oh shit, it's getting darker. Oh shit, it just got a lot darker in one day. And there's just like this constant realization during the like late fall that days are just slowly and slowly getting shorter. And I actually feel like I really struggle in the weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas coincidentally my birthday falls in that and I'm always in like a horrible mood on my birthday but I just find it's like you kind of get in this 
little valley between the holidays where like I can't quite get myself in the quote like Christmas spirit and I just like hate all the freaking holiday music and capitalist like <laughs> bye 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 you're gonna spend <laughs> your money on shit that's <laughs> just like you know and I just hate this that's time actually of my year. favorite Christmas carol by the way <laughs> capitalism Santa song <laughs> um but yeah i just i i really don't like the stretch of year between like november and december but like on the winter solstice i can start to at least mentally note myself days are getting longer and like that's a good thing and you're getting out of this hole that the year has dug for you and yeah and then like being able to set resolutions and kid myself that like the next year is going to be different in any way. <laughs> so different. Yeah. Um, we yeah. should do an episode on resolutions. That would be a good one. Oh, we for sure have to. Yeah. Like, there's no question. Um, so, you know, I just find it's like the anticipation is one aspect of it. And then there's a the realization, which is a whole different thing as well. That also makes me anxious. And, you know, it's bizarre because I feel like one hour of daylight savings time is somehow like more disorienting than like five or six hours of jet lag. <laughs> I agree. I agree. A hundred percent because I, because I expect the jet lag. Like I know that I'm going to get there and have to like, even though I don't drink really coffee anymore, like I accept that I'm going to need to go over there and go a little espresso happy when I arrive, like wherever I am. Assuming for some reason they have espressos. I mean, this 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 is like really only applicable to like a handful of Central European nations. But um, Does in my head, that's have from, espresso. Like, yeah, I mean, like I'm talking about the like. I guess I'm talking about like the espresso culture. Like the like uh, okay. you arrive in you arrive in Italy and like on the way from your cab to your hotel, you like accidentally have six espressos and you're yeah. just like bouncing off the walls. That's more what I'm referring to. But um, before we seep back into travel again by accident, <laughs> uh, I I think I. I wasn't necessarily trying to take it here, but it's just something which has struck me, which is just that I'm frustrated, I think, with myself in the sense that, yeah, I haven't gone anywhere. And yet this one hour change has had this great effect. And I think I struggle occasionally with the idea of being vulnerable to something. And Mm -hmm. so it, it, it bothers me that a one hour change, which Perhaps other people just aren't, you know, struggling with in the same way. It it, it can really um, affect me. And of course, this should be mentioned here. That like we're really focusing on the fall back here. Obviously, the extra hour and the extra hour of sunlight is delightful. But it's it's more. I think there's a reason that we're recording this episode right now and not when it springs forward. Because if we did this episode when it sprung forward, everyone would be like, "You guys are monsters!" Because this <laughs> extra hour is glorious. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I think that's. A central tenant for me that makes me anxious is that I wish I wasn't so susceptible to being affected by this. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, you want to think that, like, oh, time is just a construct and, like, I'm above it all and I'm the architect of my own destiny. And then suddenly you're like, oh my God, I want to go to sleep at 6 30. What's wrong with me? <laughs> like, <laughs> and you just feel totally powerless and sort of at its mercy. And, it just really messes up my whole sleep rhythms to the point where like I either want to go to bed at like 8.30 or I suddenly realize that it's accidentally 4 a.m. And it seems like there's nothing in between. There's no like, oh, I'm going to sleep at midnight. You know, it's like, nope. It's either I'm in bed 
exhausted in the middle of the day or I can't sleep and it's practically, you know, sunrise already. I also think about what I call the tidal wave of exhaustion where like you're just kind of doing your own thing and then like a tsunami happens where it was a bright sunny day and then all of a sudden it's like a huge wave comes at you out of nowhere mm-hmm. and you get pummeled. Yeah. Um, so the tidal wave of exhaustion I think is just in the month after fall back. Mm-hmm. It's like you can just get decked out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like it's like 8, 12. You're really looking forward to the time after dinner when you could actually like relax. You're not working or whatever. And then it's just like, just kidding. Like basically, <laughs> I, you know, the best you're going to hope for right now is to lie on the couch and hold on for dear life while something plays, yeah. you know, and it's like, <laughs> and exactly. And like, that's where you're at. Like that frustrates me. Cause I'm like, as I said, I'm typically this person who has energy galore. And, 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 and again, like this is a really unique time for all of us for, you know, I part of the way that I used to be able to really create energy, if that makes sense, is by going to the gym and things. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't really have a lot of those tools at my disposal that I would typically use to combat the evils of DST. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's And you already are spending a lot more time inside than you probably otherwise would have. So like that little bit of the world that you see out of your window and somehow feel like connected to the world, it's like a little more disorienting when it's suddenly just like dark all the time. It just kind of like hits home that like sense of sort of isolation and being away from the world a little deeper this year. And I don't know, it's, it's strange. I'm trying to sort of like not get sucked into the despair spiral so much this year but like i'm trying to make my house like cozier like cooking more lighting candles and that sort of thing um but i can't deny that it's like the the sun goes down and it's like suddenly i just feel like socked in the face with exhaustion yeah and it goes down that extra extra little bit early and and that can be difficult to contend with i also wanted to mention um now that we actually have people who listen to us it seems like we both do research which is pretty big pretty big for the podcast pretty spectacular we do quick google searches now it's really impressive uh but they are relevant yes they're very they're relevant to google searches and i don't know i mean um it does help it does help guide our tangents is what i've been told and i i did want to say that uh, i did read an article um from said you read an uh, article chris i did i did i would like praise um i'm a little disappointed you're not clapping right now but i (laughs) i did i did want to note that uh it did mention that like daylight savings time in the during the fallback period it is objectively heavily disrupts your circadian rhythm and also a further caveat in the in some of the research i was doing was suggesting that like from a purely public health and safety standpoint, it's really not recommended to go yeah. forward with it. My favorite in, in headline in our research is an article from Business Insider, which is, quote, daylight savings time is deadly, colon, heart attacks and car crashes, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, that sums it up. That sums <laughs> up all the bad shit that happens. It's deadly. I like- <laughs> I like yeah. how objective that title is. Like, it's just like straight facts. I also will grace us with a very straight forward title by 
to finish researchers, which was transitions into and out of daylight savings times, compromised sleep, and rest activity and cycle. Yeah. Um, and just like, this is objectively a bad thing. There is no yeah. question. Science <laughs> is on our side. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I wrote that down, down wrong either. Like, I don't know what rest activity quite is, but maybe that's just like the time that people take to rest. That's something that I don't do well um, is like taking time to to rest and relax. But uh, that, my friend, is for another episode. <laughs> yes. Well, I want to flex the fact that I read an article as well. And please, please. Um, so it's about daylight savings time being more correlated to seasonal depression than the actual darkness necessarily. Mm. Um, and there was a report in the journal Epidemiology, but I'm just reading the mentalfloss.com article of it because, you know, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> she didn't have to say that, Allison. <laughs> um, so basically, after the researchers controlled for variables like day length and weather, uh, there was an 8% rise in severe depression diagnoses correlated with uh, the onset of daylight savings time. So the hmm. change itself was, they think, and these are Danish researchers, so like they, they know a thing or two about darkness. They, do. <laughs> they, they think it had to do with the manipulation of the time and... Uh, in a way that doesn't that doesn't benefit. So here the researchers are saying we probably benefit less from the daylight in the morning between seven and eight because many of us are either in the shower, eating breakfast, or sitting in a car or bus on the way to work or school. When we get home and have spare time in the afternoon, it is already dark. And so those are the psychological effects. But also in changing the clocks, we are forced to acknowledge the arrival of months of darkness a realization that is likely to be associated with a negative psychological effect. So it's kind of the like one, two punch of like the physical reality of having less time, but also, or sorry, less light, but, and having the light at a time when it's less likely to be useful, but also it's realizing, oh, this is sort of just the beginning. There's still yeah, a lot yeah. of this left. And I think the fact that it happens at a time in the fall where it's like kind of the worst possible time because you were just starting to realize that days were getting really short before daylight savings time happened. And then daylight savings time actually happens. And then it's like, oh, shit. And then you're like, oh, my God, I have like two months of this left pretty much before we go start getting longer days. And it's already yeah. like this. It's rough. That's yeah, shitty. yeah, and I think I think if you do a little bit of research into like the back end of sort of why this came to be, really like daylight savings time was promoted as like it would you know be good for energy conservation. It would buy you know people who worked a normal nine to five. I guess the idea was like that uh, if you were a working person, um, the winter was a write off anyways. You know, in some ways, like you're going to be depressed anyways. And they're like, but adding an extra hour you know, for you to enjoy after your work day in the warmer months is going to have such a huge benefit that it's like, whatever, forget about the winter. And so that's kind of a mentality. But I guess I'm like, I, it's a little bit, I don't want to say disturbing, but it's a little frustrating that 
it kind of does signify it's just like we didn't really think you were going to be happy anyways during yeah. the fallback period. So like just make that a little bit worse to make the rest of it so much better. And I know some people who are huge proponents of it, but uh, personally, I can, I can, you know, struggle with it. Although I will say, like, there is something glorious about the summertime, uh, particularly in, like it gets dark at like nine forty-five, and you're like, that was glorious. But that's because you're in daylight savings time, and so you yeah, sacrifice exactly. the hour in the morning to get it in the evening, and that's awesome. Yeah, because. I don't understand morning people. I would love to be one of you. Don't get me wrong. This is not this is not judgment. This is um this is jealousy. <laughs> I would love yeah, to be a morning and person. It, and it, yeah, me I'm not, I'm like somewhere in between, but I I heed your point that like you've paid the price of admission with your previous months, but there is something all of this said, I will say that I still appreciate daily savings time aside. I appreciate living in a country with four seasons because it does, despite the fact that I do have you know some difficulties when it gets a little bit darker, like there is something absolutely magical about when spring arrives and mm-hmm. you know all, all of that uh, all of that good stuff. But I also think I have a propensity to get lost with time a little bit. Like time can go a little bit quicker because I'm so focused on being busy each day. Something I'm, you know, try to contend with. Like I try to take more time to, we've talked about meditation and all that kind of stuff, just taking time to reflect on the passing of time and things like that. But I think the, you know, one potential issue that I have with yeah, saving time is just like that signifier is a little too staunch and aggressive for me, right? You know, it's yeah. just like, there's too much that I attach to it. And um, it's too abrupt. It's too abrupt. Yeah, it's too it's too abrupt for me to to deal with. But at the same time, too, something we alluded to prior, like it is, it's better for us to openly confront the fact that it's a difficult bit of time leading up to it and look at why that is, than to just be mopey for three weeks and then like I, I literally can we do both? <laughs> yeah, we can do both actually. But I actually I just I it's funny it's funny you said that, but. I we didn't plan to really do this episode until I proposed an episode yesterday, and you're like, "Nah, I think we should do daylight savings time." And I was like, "All right, cool." And it was only in writing down my thoughts in preparation for this podcast that I realized that the reason I haven't been like firing on all cylinders for the last I don't know week or so is because daylight savings time happened. Like literally, that's how I drew the correlation, and it was I want to say it was utterly relieving in a weird way. Because I was like, oh, this makes total sense. Yeah. Actually, it's interesting, too, because only when we started recording and chatting, I'm like, oh, I had a weird period of like horrible fatigue a week ago that I thought was related to like, you know, stress about Rocky's diagnosis that I realized now was basically just a reaction to daylight savings time and my body throwing a fit. And because I I get these weird, I wouldn't call it chronic fatigue, because like, it's not chronic, but there are just, I don't know, like, maybe eight or nine times in the last year, I'll go through a, like, five to 14 day period of extreme exhaustion and fatigue that like hits me very like physically, where like, it feels like my legs are heavy. That's like the primary thing I can explain. And it's very bizarre. And seeing doctors, they have no idea what's going on. But that hit me just last week. And I was like, oh, it must be because I'm stressed about the dog and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then I realized, oh, just now when we were recording, I'm like, oh, I think that's actually probably just 
hangover from daylight savings time. Hmm. It's fascinating to think about this kind of stuff. And I think if anyone is listening or is probably a relatively new listener or whatever, I promise you we don't just talk about how horrible things are. We do have a segment towards the end where we talk about, you know, tips and realizations and all this stuff. But I do think like even before getting to the section where we might talk about ways to combat this and tips and all that kind of stuff. And excuse me if you can hear like the fact that like every lawnmower in the city just started outside my window right now. <laughs> but um, if you can't, it's just distracting me. So that's why I'm losing my train of thought in the middle of a thought. But I will say, I do think it's really helpful to just look at something objectively and be like, this is occurring, you know, because you can't really figure out a solution to anything until you recognize a problem, you know, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, totally. Totally. I think for me, being able to pinpoint the part at which I feel worse makes me feel less surprised by feeling bad and therefore like more compassionate with myself because I'm like, I realize that there's a switch that flips and suddenly I'm like playing a video game on difficulty <laughs> on a high difficulty. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And when before I was playing on like, you know, a, a light medium, it catches me off guard. But if I know, those are obviously the levels, right? Um, <laughs> light medium and extremely yeah. hard. <laughs> oh. And then suddenly, but if you, if you didn't know that the difficulty had been switched, you'd feel like a dumbass. Like, why am I so bad at this game? <laughs> but if you realize that you change the difficulty, it's less hard. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a good no, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Like, I think it, it was like, it's almost perfect. That, that, I like that a lot. I like the light medium. That's great. <laughs> Just living life on light medium. <laughs> <laughs> it's like L-I-T-E light. You know? Yeah, exactly. I feel like we need to market that. Like we need to create some sort of like life coaching program called Light Medium, where it just helps people live just a little bit better than they expect they could. Nothing Maybe, or drastic. Is it a diet product for, for mediums and seers? I don't know. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, may, we may as well double down. <laughs> Get the trademark and then we'll market to both demographics and see what takes that, off. That's right. And really with just no feeling on the morality of it, we'll just see what takes off and we'll <laughs> really go from there. Um, another place that I just wanted to take this is just the notion that I think kind of kind of what, what you were getting at a little bit before, which is just that understanding that we're, we're, oh, we're playing at a harder difficulty level. It just makes things easier and accepting that we can't always play at light medium. That's pretty helpful. <laughs> you know, we just can't always it's just never going to always be that way. And every time I switch from light medium to super hard, I get frustrated at myself. But I think it's such like really practical and useful metaphor there because it's in some ways, it's just like, no, no, you have to understand the difficulty level has changed. Like this was something external to me in, in some way and that it's just not totally my fault. I'm really good at placing the entire fault of everything on myself, you know, mm -hmm. which is yeah. why COVID was a difficult period because there was all these extraneous factors which really affected my bottom line in just a myriad of ways. And I had to back up and be like, Chris, like maybe don't blame yourself for all of this. Like, yeah, unless you're secretly a mastermind, you didn't cause this pandemic. And so you're not at fault yeah. um, for all of this stuff. So that was an important realization. 
and something probably I need to carry into more facets of my understanding about myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. It was a hard period for me as well being like, why didn't I plan for this? And it's like, chill. You probably couldn't have predicted a global pandemic. Probably not. I mean, I don't think so. Yeah. And if you could, I think we'd have, there'd be some other issues at play, or you could just become a very famous psychic. But that would be your, that would be your choice ultimately. I would just play the lottery a lot and be like a really rich eccentric woman who had <laughs> a massive Victorian estate filled with extremely large stray dogs. <laughs> that is alarmingly specific. <laughs> it is truly what I would do if I won the lottery several times. <laughs> several times. Okay. The first time wouldn't move forward with it. But the second lottery when it's like, it's time. It's You're time. Just... Bring on the great Danes. <laughs> <laughs> the real, the, the most hilarious slash messed up part about it is like, I really believe you. That I know yeah. this is what you would do. Absolutely. And I, I hope you'd have a recording room for our podcast. Of course. I would have so many rooms. One could be okay. a recording room. Absolutely. Okay, good. That's all I need to know. And probably have just like one sort of particularly podcast, technically proficient Great Dane who could come in and be <laughs> our sound engineer. Oh, his lips would be so floppy. <laughs> My favorite. Did not, didn't expect that response either. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really Fantastic. obsessed with floppy lipped dogs. There's nothing I love more than jowls on a dog. You know, I'm just I, all I about actually, jowls. I actually do know. I do know. I think that's pretty pretty adorable. Um, so, where else do you want to take this other than <laughs> other than floppy lipped dogs? Um. Hmm. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is. This I I figured from the onset that this episode probably wasn't going to be an hour and a half special. So do you have do you have more left in the tank before we move to our wrap up phases? Or I think I guess I'll stop talking and let you answer. No, I I think I kind of um, covered everything. I guess I want to say that like daylight savings time used to cause me more strife and anxiety, and now it's like more. There is anxiety, but it's more like annoyance, like, oh, this shit again. And I've kind of adapted to the strain of it and I'm trying to like learn how to mitigate it now. It's not as bad as it used to be, but I'm also still kind of like muddling through it and figuring out my own sort of path through the darkness, literally. Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, that's very apt, by the way. Um, But I think... That makes a lot of sense to me. And yeah, it's not like it's not something which is like, I don't know if you can hear lawnmowers again, but um, it just sounds like you're in a like a weird void. Like you're like doing this from outer space. Quite honestly, like I don't even know what it is because there's not even that many lawns near me. (laughs) But it's like it's another facet of anxiety that's uh, an ADHD is like getting fixated and focused on one thing in particular. And so like throughout this entire conversation, I feel like. There's just been like, they wait until I'm about to get into like a deeper train of thought. And then it's like, (laughs) (laughs) and it's, it's, I don't know, it's like mentally paralyzing, but I'm going to move forward as a show of resilience through a dark time. The last thing that I really wanted to say on my side of things was just that we're often striking a really fine and delicate balance 
well, with anxiety. And so something like this can throw us off more than the average person. And I think it's just about accepting that that's okay. That's fine. It's not like, I don't think, you know, anyone should listen to this episode and send help. You know what I mean? Like, it's not <laughs> like one of those situations. Like, I know my parents are, you know, avid listeners. Like, I don't, they don't need to, you know, send someone to my door to be like, Chris, are you okay? You know, like, but at the same time too, it's not the easiest period. Um, and accepting that is actually really helpful. So that's what I mostly want to communicate to listeners really is like, whether it's anxiety or whatever it is, whatever mixture you have to contend with when it comes to mental health um, difficulties, you know, I think it just accepting that it's okay. Give yourself a month after the fallback period before you start to, uh, you know, really, uh, I don't want, I was going to say hate yourself, but that seems really intense. Um, (laughs) What I'm really trying to communicate there, I blame the lawnmowers, by the way, for that. I lost my train of thought. Um, But what I was really trying to communicate is just give yourself a damn break for a month after it's all right. So, but on day thirty-two, Christmas. Yeah, that's when you. That's when you break out. Break out the hatred, baby. Break out the (laughs) self-hatred. Again, uh, anything that is found sort of like confusing or offensive in this episode on my behalf will be entirely blamed on the 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 lawnmower, um, apparently parade outside my window. (laughs) The lawnmower pride festival. You know what I think. I, th- I think it's actually, it's a crew of leaf blowers who have just gone ballistic out there. <laughs> um, so I will go out there afterwards and uh, walk by them and just glare in their general direction. Um, they probably won't notice, but uh, I still will. You know, I didn't realize until I don't know how long ago that like leaf blowers actually have like a goal that's not just like blowing the leaves somewhere else. Like I didn't realize they actually collected the leaves. I thought they just made it someone else's problem. (laughs) Tells you a lot about my approach to cleanliness and like order. Now it's the roads problem. (laughs) Deal with this neighbor. (laughs) They're yours now. (laughs) my tree your problem (laughs) oh man okay fantastic i'm I'm actually going to close that window near me um because we're reaching a crisis point so just give me uh give me half a second here all right i don't know if you're going to keep this in or not but i will point out that it took all my willpower not to yell out the window in their general direction (laughs) yeah i don't know if i'll leave it in or not we'll we'll see yeah so moving on to our second last section did you want to talk about some constructive tips and all that kind of stuff? I think we probably touched upon a few things, but we always take this period to put them out on a platter for everybody. Do you want to talk about tips for dealing with DST? Sure. Yeah. I wanted to quickly mention just like trying to embrace Huga because, you know, I'm flexing my my Nordic, uh, Nordic pronunciations today, which is the Danish art of coziness. So sort of like light some candles, get some extra blankets, break out, you know, a soft fuzzy onesie if you're if you're that kind of person like I am and just kind of, you know, try to embrace the embrace the darkness. I don't know what that was. <laughs> was that like a was that like a I don't know, like a frightened bane or something? I that think was... the the weird creepy groundskeeper that came with the manor that I bought with my lottery money. Right. Okay. Yes. That does I do picture him. Like, Hello Allison. I bid you a good day. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> um I, 
I also before we before we move forward from that, I just wanted to point out that I I wanted a a solid definition for myself of Kuga just to make sure that I you know had a full grasp of uh, of all that it um, was was involved with that. And I just want to say that the definition that comes up on my Chrome search bar like immediately is fantastic and i will read it in a voice because i think it needs to be read in a voice and you can decide I hope it's a stereotypical it's, like nordic accent um i'm not Much gonna do to that because i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to offend all of scandinavia i really enjoy my time in norway and uh so i maybe i'll just read it in my own voice or like maybe like like with just a just a whisper of pretension seems okay. um fair so kiga is and this is a, just a definition that goes perfectly with just a whisper of pretension. So a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being. Wow, that is extremely pretentious. It sounds like it was written by a man on a ship. <laughs> it sounds like it would be, it's a definition that I would bring into like a grade five classroom and they would just all collectively faint. <laughs> with frustration just it just like what the hell start an essay with like the dictionary defines who uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> in your douche 101 class yes oh i i love that class i'm really i'm, I'm the best ta for it <laughs> i quietly excelled in douche 101 it was just didn't tell anyone i was taking it but uh some people noticed they knew <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm happy we went there. <laughs> so I continue on. No, uh, I, I totally. No, I, that's pretty much it. Just like trying to sort of um, find some things that give you a little bit more joy in the winter, whether that's like cooking extra cozy meals. Um, if you're a weird monster who likes Christmas music, I guess you could play that. That was great. I'm sorry. Uh, um, just generally, I don't know, trying to find, like, be the light that's missing in your life. <laughs> you just, within five minutes, you used a voice to say, embrace the darkness and then be the light. <laughs> <laughs> that was like I don't know some sort of like weird Disney like sage. <laughs> have you been lighting candles like 340 times a day? Is this what's happening? I have one candle flickering next to me, and that's it. Um, okay. <laughs> and then yeah, I don't really know. Uh, I had one other thing that was a tip, but I I've already forgotten it because I have DST brain. So um, I'll let you go into yours, and I will rudely interrupt you if I recall it. Great, please feel free. And I'm I will say, speaking of rude interruptions, the window being closed has afforded me just uh, so much relief. I'm I'm. I'm feeling a lot more relaxed. Uh, I've embraced my own light, uh, so to speak, because I'm out of the darkness that was the leaf blower symposium going on <laughs> outside my door uh, or window, at least. Um, so, I mean, my thing really is just to be flexible in the way that you approach each day. You know, when I first started working for myself, the thought of going outside from two until three to go for a walk when I needed it on a day that was, you know, just a bit difficult or, or what have you, and really just getting a little bit of sunlight, like that thought would have been, I don't know, not, nothing I would have entertained. And now I realize it's hugely helpful. It can be hugely helpful. 
And the thing is too, like I was going to go for that walk from six to seven anyways, when I was done all my work. So what difference does it make if I work an hour later and take that time to get outside? I know that Brie is really conscious of any nice day she'll eat outside, eat her lunch outside, just these little things that we can do. Really something you talk a lot about, Allison, is just like that grace, you know, that we sort of can give to ourselves or provide ourselves. I think that's just really important. And just, you know, we know that DST is going to follow that stringent regimen and arrive at the same time and relieve itself at the same time each year. But you have that flexibility to uh, work around that. So especially in that month afterwards, uh, mm-hmm. give yourself that time. I'm, you know, there's a decent chance I'm going to go for a walk after we finish recording this. And the, the thing is, like, if I'm working from five to six or from you know, or I come back and work from five to seven. I mean, it's the same level of dark pretty much anyways. You know what I mean? But right now, right now it's very temporarily, it's a gorgeous day out and things like that. So I have convinced myself that uh, I will probably take that, that chance to go for a walk. But I would just encourage everyone else to just, if you have that flexibility, um, just see how you can do that. And that could also be like walking to work in the morning or walking back from work, taking a walk, eating your lunch outside. I think just like it it strikes me that like every extra minute you can get in the sun right now or breathing fresh air is going to be just hugely beneficial for you. Yeah. And if you do, you know, have to wake up early, uh, just try to enjoy your morning sun. If you if you get that chance to see the sunrise or the morning sun, just enjoy it for the rest of us on whom it's completely wasted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's that's pretty well said. Uh, I think that wraps up my. Uh, I think those were two good tips. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and bring home kind of probably what I was hoping to communicate out of this um, out of this episode. I think that's that's really worth thinking about, and probably another classic example of like how this podcast will actually have an effect on my day like i really was not planning on going out for a walk after this but like i've firmly convinced myself uh and i will i'm not kidding you when i say that like i will probably enjoy the walk like i don't know maybe 18 percent more because of that diatribe i went on yeah well you have me wanting to take a walk only it's pitch black and i feel confused now so <laughs> okay well uh we will walk on your behalf tomorrow and enjoy it Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I encourage everybody to take a walk on my behalf. <laughs> um, unless it's like you're you're at work and you go to your boss and you're like, listen, I listen to this podcast. This co-host, uh, he's told me that I need to go for walks. So at the risk of losing my job, I'm taking damn walks at 2.15 every day. Um, don't maybe do that or do it. Whatever you feel um, is empowering. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap up so we can get you out there in the sunshine, enjoying your walk and uh, trying not to get arrested for any crimes on a on a leaf blower, just doing their job. There's a huge part of me that's like actually quite happy that I got frazzled by the leaf blowers outside and it's made its way into the episode <laughs> because it, it's so perfect for an episode about daylight savings time and the arrival of fall. Yeah. And like, you know, we, we talked prior to the episode even being recorded about how, you know, fall leaves being that 
that signifier, like the mortality of, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's just uh, in their own way, these leaf blowers are, um, they're grave diggers out there. You know, they're bringing, yeah. they're, they're also signifiers of the of mortality. And ever, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, like, I really don't think I could have taken that any further. I actually, by the time I finished that, I was like, I probably could have stopped this eight seconds ago. Um, Really, I just think it's a hilarious subplot. That's all I had. I just turned it into something. Do you ever just, like, kind of hate someone who's just doing their job and it's so irrational, but you're like, the fact that you're here doing your job in my presence is absolutely repulsive to me right now and (laughs) I hate you so much and then you're like wow that's really mean and you probably shouldn't hate someone for literally just doing their job because you're mildly inconvenienced by something that people need to do yeah yeah I think that does happen we talked about this in the public transportation episode where you were like you were deciding you could hate people and I was talking about how like I can do that sometimes unless I talk to a person and then I'm like, oh no, I can empathize now. Damn yeah. it. Um, and so, the faceless performer of a job, it's different. Yeah. It's almost one of those situations where you're like, I don't want to know too much about you so I can describe all the worst things to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just be a voodoo doll for my emotions, please. <laughs> Let me displace my anger and resentment onto my conception of you. Yeah, I I mean I really am gonna need to go for a walk and uh and just sort of maybe even apologize to these leaf blowers. <laughs> just come out of nowhere with a with a I, apology. Like I'm really sorry for what I did over the last hour and twelve minutes, you know? And they'll be like, I'm really concerned and confused, sir. I don't know what you're I have no idea what you're referring to in any regard. <laughs> I would probably just say sorry back to you because Canada Canada. Problems. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably right, actually. They'd be like, I'm sorry you feel that way, sir. <laughs> it looks like you could use a sun-filled walk. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> so, Chris, let's move right along and see what you are patting yourself on the back for this past week. Um, so I didn't really have one thing in particular, but if I have to look at one thing I'm patting myself on the back for, it's just the um, – I mean, I'm continuing to – I think make the right decisions about what I need um, and, and taking the appropriate downtime when I need it. For example, I went out um, golfing with my brother and sister-in-law uh, over the weekend with Bree as well. The four of us golfed together for the first time. And, you know, it really wasn't about the score. It was just about like, it's going to be great to spend a couple hours outside together. And we had a great time and had a beer afterwards. And I feel like I can be sometimes really bad about just not giving myself any time off. And then, of course, I took Saturday off, but then worked all Sunday and kind of moved into this week in a little bit of a little bit of burnout. And so um, Bree and I are going to take the opportunity to spend some time in nature um, over the weekend. And I feel like the more that I've, you know, I'm looking at that decision, the more it really is the right decision for me. So Mm I'm giving myself a bit of a pat on the back for figuring out what I need. And, you know, I think it's fair to say, like, I'm going to look back on this period as probably, you know, not the easiest time for just staying level headed. I think it's just, it's easy for me right now. And probably for a lot of people to get high and low and, and struggle to find that in between. And I think I'm at least happy that I'm giving myself an opportunity to try, to try and, and find the in between, you know, to, to look carefully at, you know, what things I need to be doing to continue to be in a, in a better state. And I know that 
being outdoors is going to to really help me. And uh, you know, I'm going to a place where there are no leaf blowers. Um, so Delightful. this is so this is this it's is pretty alternate pretty promising. title. I'm anxious about leaf blowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and that's you know that's probably the primary realization of this episode. If we're talking about one thing that came out of this on the fly, that would be it. I'm anxious uh, about them too, though. Because I feel okay. like it's kind of pointless. Just let the leaves be. They didn't hurt anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with uh, with everything I'm looking. I actually am really looking forward to being outside, taking nice. some some deep breaths of fresh air and uh, and doing some meditating, which I know you adore. Oh, so, love it. So yeah. do it. I will, uh, I'll think of you. I'll be like, this one's for you, Allison. This meditation's for you. <laughs> across the globe, I'll get like a... A pang of oh, so forcing me to be present in the moment. Oh, I was just living in the past, and this son of a bitch I came along. Zoom into the future, and then back into the past, and then suddenly I just got sucked into the present, and it sucked. <laughs> I'm just picturing like a scene in X Men or something that we were like, whoa, like getting zapped by this pang. Oh, great! Um, so, what are you patting yourself on the back for, my friend? Um, I was trying to think of one and like almost the entire time that you were talking, which is why I asked you first. And I couldn't come up with a super satisfying answer, but I guess just sort of getting through uh, the challenges of like last week and I don't know, just keeping a level head about what was happening with Rocky and allowing myself to hope for the best, prepare for the worst and know that whatever I did, I wasn't going to feel regret, um, that I was going to be happy, not happy, but I was going to not feel regret about whatever the outcome was of his surgery. So, um, yeah, I guess just getting through that with minimal anxiety and like the appropriate amount of tears and just, you know, being happy and celebrating him being healthy and just taking uh, taking my time with him, like more more presently, I guess. Ew. <laughs> but like, <laughs> look at you. Someone <laughs> someone's coming along. <laughs> but yeah, just like kind of like smiling at him more, and just like being more grateful for his presence, and just feeling happy uh, to have every moment with this little guy. And we just got him an adorable winter coat today because he has, you know, a shaved tummy. So he gets cold now and I'm going to post a picture of it in the group later because I'm obsessed Please with do. it. Please do. Yeah. I have, I actually posted a picture on probably, I think Twitter and my personal Facebook today of Kotu sitting on my lap while I was working. And I think actually that I'm, probably just from talking to you so much about Rocky and and all of that but you really have done an amazing job with it with that staying in the right frame of mind I think uh made sure that I'm relishing the time with my little guy as well so that's Aww. it's nice um both adopted both needed home so that's a good yeah. thing I think maybe we can just pat ourselves in the back with that and and Your little um, Vulcan rescues exactly we've done uh, we've done good things in that regard um <laughs> Well, I think this about wraps it up. Um, thanks to everybody just for continuing to tune in. We're continuing to grow, which is which is great. I mean, we were just celebrating reaching the 10K mark feels like yesterday, and we're already you know moving towards higher numbers, which is I know we're both thrilled with, um, if only because 
it means a lot to us that people want to listen along as we yeah. battle through the, the noises of leaf blowers and the all of these different topics. I mean, the good news is people can realize by now we're never going to run out of topics because yeah. it's a new adventure uh, all the time. Yeah, we're just uh, like a matryoshka doll of anxieties. Like we open up one and then there's 14 little ones inside nesting all inside of each other. To the point where I literally have a Google Doc, which I keep open on my second monitor during our recording so I can add episodes as we mentioned them. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I'm glad I added you- New Year's resolutions to this uh uh, during this episode. So. Perfect. I think we can uh, not add leaf blowers. I think we covered it enough. <laughs> I'm going to bet that everybody who tuned in this episode will pay us to never mention leaf blowers again. <laughs> and I'm fine with it. I've I've done more talking about them than I thought I would ever do, and I'm over it. Um, but uh, if you made it to the end of the episode, it means you listened to all the leaf blower nonsense with us. So we thank you for that. And we will catch you again next week with a new topic. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much. Have a great week.